Welcome to the Edutech Me podcast, hanging out with Carrie Benedet, Suzette Bailey, myself, Ben Newsom. Jonathan Shack can't make it today, but I think you'd like to dive with us as we talk about reefs and saving them. Uh, Carrie, isn't this a really interesting way to use citizen science? Well, Ben, I've just had the great privilege of being up in Cairns in the last two months and going onto the reef and um, snorkeling. So um, this is this is just fantastic, really, because there's going to be an audit of the reef in October. But what's happened with using the AI, it's been a community, a real community focus. And there's been super yachts, individual snorkelers, lots and lots of photos and images taken of the reef that can be used uh, for um, analysing um, how the reef is doing. What's what's the sustainability like? What's happening to it? What's its health like? It's like a big health check. Um, so I'm quite excited about this. I think so. I mean, uh, did you take many photos when you were snorkeling, by the way? Oh, I went with a friend who had the underwater camera. So we've got we've actually got some great footage. Um, Lots of little tiny movies and um, yeah, yeah, it was just was just magnificent, really. Um, it's the I think what I really love about this is that it's not just one big computer or search that's being done. It's actually using people with the artificial intelligence to gather the data, um, and I think that's what uh, is just proving the point that you know AI is a tool when used really well. This is this is. Um, all about sustainability, isn't it? it? The environment, ecology, longevity, um, yeah, and the health of the reef. It's just beautiful. Yeah, so I mean, you've got a situation where you've got this great barrier reef um, census that they've done, and and I love the fact that they've they've actually grabbed a whole lot of different imagery from a whole range of different people. Mm and then brought it together and then got AI going across it. I mean, trying to, um, to actually see uh, and uh, assess the health. I mean, this is great for benchmarking for the future, for them to be able to track mm. where these things happen, um, that, you know, if there's uh, bleaching occurring more rapidly in one area versus another or what else is happening and, you know, is it uh, and being really providing that data. But to have to go through it manually as us humans looking through all of that imagery would be just, not possible. Oh, well, 52,000 photos. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And 13, th they're saying 13,000 images of the reef that they could analyze in a week. Mm. So that's really about one minute per photo that they can analyze with this new um, Dell artificial intelligence. So that's, that's pretty amazing. I think the other thing too um, is where there's regrowth. Um, it's not just about where the bleaching is happening, but it's, they're also able to get data on where the regrowth is as well, um, you know, and, you know, they're able to identify the, the five critical corals um, in the different categories in each of the um, images as well. That's been well, like, directly, sorry, well, like ben. what you suggested was the, it's the intersection between the humans and AI mm. in a tourist area. I mean, let's be honest, in a tourist area, we're going to take photos. It's going to happen. I mean, imagine if you had a simple QR code saying, hey, do you like this place? Want to help? Download <laughs> the thing, whatever this thing might be, in this case, AI for a reef, and yeah. take all your happy, snappy heart content and you consent to, for us to be able to use those, those photos. And that makes me think about applications like this being strapped to any national park, any state forest, any place mm -hmm. where some heritage is involved, 
where, and this doesn't necessarily have to be natural heritage either. I mean, you think about the degradation that happens in an ancient site, perhaps. Yeah. I don't know. It's a, I like the idea of when citizen science, which is what we're really discussing, is unobtrusive. Mm. It has that ability to actually be used, irrespective of the user really had to do much work. I love this how it, I mean, it could even go beyond tourist locations to be able to use it for things like potholes. You know, um, a lot of uh, councils and governments have started getting, you know, sort of getting this uh, crowdsourcing of pictures of health of roads and things like that. And then you couple that with the AI and you've got a really quick and powerful way of establishing, you know, is that pothole that you want, you're planning to do and fix in, a couple of months oh actually it's really degrading really badly i need to go and do it immediately yeah and like when you're saying about the reef or you know is what i'm doing actually making a difference mm. is there actually an improvement can we actually it's not all about just actually tracking bad things it can be you know to be able to identify things that actually work really well very quickly well there's there's plenty of ai being used also for um illegal deforestation around the world so you know we're looking at areas of 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 nature of of our beautiful earth um and so we're looking at where people are doing things illegally but also where there's there's success in the regrowth so um and bringing and bringing areas back to their their natural health after they've been decimated um, so I think there's just so much going on. Um, and I love the fact that if citizens can be helpful in this, that adds that adds a layer to using the AI as a tool. It's not taking over the jobs of the citizens. It's actually um, working in conjunction with them. So to me, it's a plus. It's a, kind of like a, a magic thing for me. The AI and humans working together is where the magic happens. Yeah. And this is beautiful example of as you say not actually taking people's jobs it's actually doing something that us as humans would not be able to do well absolutely there's a um a well-known app down this way it was developed by the australian museum called frog id um yes. so jody and the team created this idea that uh we hear frog calls at night and um we don't know what they are but the researchers do but yeah. they can't be everywhere and so this is like a hybrid version of what's happening with the reef. So yeah. in this case, they record said sounds and they send it into the team to be manually listened to. So yeah. I'm guessing the next step would be an audio version of, well, that was a so-and-so frog, mm. um, would make sense. And that, I suppose, it could be extended effectively through that bird calls and everything else. So, yeah, it's, I suppose, whatever sensory environment that you want to record and put AI to. Well, why not? Yeah, why not? Oh, I just, the uses now, the, the AI is just so quick. Um, the development um, with AI is, is going faster than ever before. So we've, we've got access to some really great information. And it's not taking away the human factor, which is what I think is, is fantastic. And for learning, for children, education and opportunity for equal, equal access and education um, around the world in different parts of the world, I think this is, this is, this is fantastic. Which brings on the idea that if you say that you've contributed something to a site to look after it, mm. there's that slight idea of ownership, mm. even though you may not own the reef or the forest that you're looking at, 
but there's a husbandry, so to speak. There's a, this is my place. So the chances of uh, people wrecking the place over time are going to be less. Uh, so I guess in some ways, I mean, I, I suspect that this may actually grow just organically as more and more parks start picking this up and the AI becomes really easy to deploy in different ways. I mean, effectively, you just got to teach the AI what are the species that you're looking at, more yes. or less. Yes. And what, what or yeah. you know, what landforms are we looking for bad erosion or whatever it is. Once you've taught it, it can then be deployed in different places. I mean, I suspect we're just talking about a business case in some ways for someone to do, uh, but <laughs> it could 100% be used. Um, and I, I could imagine just as we're used to buying a ticket to go to the movies, that part mm -hmm. of going to a natural heritage place is like, oh yeah, I'll just download that app. Or maybe there becomes a ubiquitous app that just does well, everything. That's <laughs> pretty good. Well, I think it gives people that feeling of, as you say, ownership, but also community. I'm I'm contributing to the upkeep of this and yeah. it's being and it's reducing costs overall because obviously there's uh, I'm assuming this cons this census that they've done this year would have been not particularly cheap for the the mm -hmm. Great Barrier Reef, but moving forward now, getting every tourist who comes to be able to upload their footage that they take their happy snaps of the of the location while yeah. they're is going to be considerable. You know, it, well, it's no cost for them essentially, other than uh, the the server cost. So it allows them to create not just a sustainable ecosystem, but actually a sustainable business model around how they actually maintain this as well. And, you know, yeah. most people are looking for um, a way to put their passion and their beliefs and their values into action. So I can just see families who were taking their kids up to the reef and go, actually, we're here and we can be part of, um, you know, instead of just going to watch the turtles hatch, we're actually going to actually get in and, and help with the, the restoration or the, all the, the data that's coming off the reef. You know, I think it would be magnificent, you know. And finally, um, this could also be a tool for biologists in the field. Uh, one of the things that you have to train for is, well, frankly, getting rid of bias. You're doing a line transect. You're doing a quadrat in a particular area, but there's this really awesome yellow-looking flower that's not in your quadrat and you want to put it in it's like but it's not part of my thing and so you, you get this issue of bias which you don't want to have happen but does a photo is a photo is a photo is a photo which means whatever's in the photo is in the photo and that nothing else <laughs> is that opportunity to stop bias potentially too yeah yeah oh it's, it's fascinating oh and using being able to share these these great uses of ai i think that's that helps demystify the, the notion that it's it's you know, taking over the world. It's not. We're using it to great effect. 100%. So if you are visiting a national park, a reef system, or some other place that you think, you know, should be protected, maybe let them know that this tech is coming and maybe it may be even <laughs> off the shelf that they can potentially deploy or potentially get some funding to develop. Looks like a really interesting time and uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts. You've been listening to the Edutech Me podcast. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Edgy Tech Me podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please subscribe to get notified about new episodes.